0: Hey guys, welcome to the Show Up Dad. This is a podcast for hardworking fathers looking to level up their fathering skills and be more than just a paycheck or provider for the home. Today's guest is none other than Stephen B. Poulter. He is a licensed clinical therapist and he is from Los Angeles, California. He is the author of The Father Factor, The Mother Factor, Your X Factor, and two other amazing books. He has practiced as a clinical psychologist specializing in family relationships for more than 25 years. Dr. Stephen uses his decades of experience to bring understanding and insight to the problem of shame. That brings us to our topic today, which is healthy masculinity. Welcome to the show, up, Dad, brother.
1: Oh, man, dude, what a gracious introduction. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Once again, you know, I know you've been a past guest on here, Steve. uh, Love it. Love it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just kind of wanted to just go through this real quick. Can you give us a history of where this idea of toxic masculinity that everybody's talking about came from and why?
1: You know, Dave, it's a great question. You know, in my late 20s, early 30s, I was a police officer. Mm Mm-hmm. And I could never understand the rage I saw where people, men would shoot each other or these fights and things would break out. I never understood the psychology of it. And it, I was interested, you know, I went to seminary and then I really got interested in the psychology of how to reach people in a way to help them deal with this malaise inside of them. Mm-hmm. And I remember just a lot, it got me interested in me writing the books on fathers. Boys who feel neglected will act out. Hmm. Girls who feel neglected by their father will act in, turn it inward. Boys that act out, um, I've never met a, a son who acts out who has a father who is an When I say act out, I mean really problematic, you hmm. know, uh, disciplinary serious issues. And that kind of just drove me to look into it more and more. And then the Columbine shooting 22 years ago in 1999. And those two boys were, you know, they they had a secret life their parents didn't know about. And that always triggered me, David. I'm thinking, how is dad, as a dad, how can we help our sons uh, empower them Mm -hmm. to move forward on the road of life? Because our job as dads, is to empower our sons and daughters to fulfill their life mission. Not our life mission for them, but their life mission. And that's what got me into shame. Because I see shame as that invisible glass wall that people hit. It's not anxiety. It's not depression. It's this inner feeling that I'm bad. And there's not enough achievement, enough money, accolades, or success that can whitewash that. It's in you. So that's what got me david to really look at in the last uh 30 years mm-hmm. and over you know sixty thousand hours of working with clients and over the years really shame to me just jumps out mm-hmm. so that's kind of an overview yeah, that's what kind of got me to look at it
2: mm,
0: okay no that that's that's interesting how you went as a police officer to seminary school and just wanted to really reach people that that's that's, that's, that's yeah that's awesome um Worded word okay. Now, the reason why I'm asking <laughs> this is because, That's
1: what I did, Yeah,
0: man, everybody keeps saying toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity, you know, what okay. does that mean? Yeah.
1: Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, that's okay. Let's start there. I, it's an overused word uh-huh. like dysfunctional. Communicate uh, my family's dysfunctional. What does that mean? It means you guys don't talk. Um, toxic masculinity. Doesn't mean because you're angry, or you rage or scream. Doesn't mean you're toxic. Toxic is when it destroys you, the holder, and the people around you. Hmm. So now there's a lot of people that may not, you know, they're scared because the guy doesn't know how to express his emotions. Because I call it the male gag order,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which precedes the toxic male order. The gag order is you can't talk you, unless you're happy, or you're grieving you can't express any other emotions as a man. Hmm. Everything else is kind of off limits. That's how I see what, what they're calling toxic is like a guy's in a straight He doesn't know how to talk or it's like he doesn't know the foreign language of his emotions. And that's part of what I do with writing the books, David, working with you is to help people help guys get a handle on what they're going, what's going on inside of them. Hmm. Toxic is overused. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because nobody knows what it means. What what it really means psychologically is a person is um, very dangerous to himself and others, not only emotionally but physically too. It's a whole different bird.
0: Huh? Yeah, that's that's interesting because man, it's such a word that is just widely oh, used right now. You.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I know, I know there's a lot of groups kind of maybe swinging. To the, you know, to a, another side of the spectrum where you know men are bad. Men aren't bad. Mm-hmm. Men are misunderstood, and when you're misunderstood, it doesn't look good. And that's why people like you, David. Are, I mean, you're really blessing to, you, that you're out there helping us get um, a voice, helping dads have a voice, how hmm. to stand up and get involved in their families. And like you said, more than a paycheck, uh, that model is outdated because. In the old show Ozzie and Harriet, Harriet needed Ozzy's involvement, not him just going to work every day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, at times, you know, boys do better when their dads are involved. And you post statistics on this all the time, Dave, and I love it. It has nothing to do with race or creed or location. Involved dads, their children benefit. Mm-hmm. There's benefit. And that takes toxic means, I really find is self destructive. They're toxic women. They're self-destructive. Toxic femininity. Hmm. You know, it, it, it's a loaded. It's a loaded term, Dave.
0: Absolutely. So, from my understanding, from that, Steve, is that mm-hmm. it's misunderstood, right? It's yeah. overused, and also it's because
1: we don't know how to communicate, right? Right. <laughs> that's see, That's the root of it. Yeah. That's the denominator, hmm. Dave. And you're helping these guys with the, the stuff you post all the time. On how to talk through a conflict, how to discipline, how to set limits, set boundaries, how to talk to your wife or the baby mama, how to talk to your girlfriend, the people in your life. When guys can't communicate, then it bo- it starts boiling, and that's why they say it's toxic. It's more they don't know how to really communicate their true feelings.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and that's 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 crazy because I was talking about this the other day and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're discussing how, as boys, mm-hmm. we're always taught to mask our feelings. So basically, we're trained since mm-hmm. childhood. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. when you fall down, you know, don't mm-hmm. cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, come on. Don't cry. Yeah. But hey, you know, um, part of I I, I talk with them, uh, the men's barbershop group. And what we talk about all the time, Dave, what you just said is guys, we're all. Connected emotionally, and we start talking about how we feel, it, it doesn't feminize masculinity. In fact, it makes it stronger because it takes courage to forgive, it takes courage to feel. Denial isn't a friend. You know, stuffing it, Dave, isn't going to win, isn't going to help anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When I see guys' road rage, you know, or they see they have anger management problems, I go, No, you don't. That's just where it comes out, it's when you're driving. Because that's boiling deep down inside of you, you know, and that's where that's where you choose to let it out.
0: And it's 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 crazy because it's sad. I mean, I'll just give you one example here in in, uh, New Mexico. We had this road rage Mm -hmm. incident a few years ago where um, Mm -hmm. a guy cut off another man on the road. Okay, young guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're on the freeway. And oh, no. the father, because of his ego or for whatever, couldn't control himself because this young, you know, lack of better word, punk, you know, cut mm-hmm. him off and didn't want to let him in. He started, oh. you know, with this, you know, shaking of the fist and throwing gestures at each other and everything. Oh. Well, what happened, Steve, is that this young guy pulled out a gun and opened no. fire on the freeway into this vehicle. Now, the father didn't want to let it go. Unbeknownst to him, his daughter—if if I'm correct on this—his baby mm-hmm. was shot. She died oh. in his arms on the freeway. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Horrible.
1: Oh, David, I get guys that want to fight, and I look and I go, "Come on! In 20 minutes, you're gonna regret it. Come on, don't do that."
0: Yeah, it's amazing how that one incident where we don't control ourselves, where we let our emotions get the best of us, Mm -hmm. can turn into something that's a repercussion for a lifetime.
1: The ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. And when I was a police officer, I remember seeing my first day on the job, literally 15 minutes in, it was like out of a movie. Domestic violence is 3.30 in the afternoon. We work swing shift. A girlfriend shot her boyfriend through the eye. I would never seen an exit wound or brain matter for that point, and he had hit her. He'd had a history of, of beating her up, and that day she had enough. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say to men: if you're raging like that guy on the freeway, his daughter got killed. God, oh, I mean, there's no amount of sorrow that can cover that. It that's preventable. Yes, and his dad, David we got to grab those guys and go, hey, dude, come on. Well, who told you you're not enough? Okay? Mm-hmm. I've never met a guy who's, who's violent, who doesn't feel that he's inadequate. If he felt adequate, he wouldn't be so violent. Wow. If he felt, if he felt like he's enough, David, he's not going to the you know, nth degree with a gun or a crowbar or a vehicle.
2: Hmm. No. I mean,
1: who told you you weren't enough and they look at me like I mean, think about it who told you that because you're acting you want someone's approval every son and daughter wants their dad's approval and Dave that's why all the work you do is so invaluable guys forget that
0: hmm. and it, it's so true because it's, it's, it's totally linked back to that approval mm-hmm. that we seek in our father yep.
1: with dad yeah Man. David, the, I, I remember Mandalay Bay four years ago, the guy that you know got the you know, machine gun and, I, I don't know, 80 people he shot
2: mm-hmm.
1: and himself. When he was 12, his dad got arrested by the FBI for bank robberies and never saw his dad again. Never saw his dad again. Wow. It's in my book. And that, when I read that, I heard that, I thought, oh, that makes sense he was so angry at society for losing his dad Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: and it's amazing because that just that story right there which I'm sure there's many you know holds true Uh, one of the quotes that I always say is what walks in fathers runs in sons
1: Mm. that's right on David and that guy on the freeway who wouldn't let that kid who thought he was a punk Mm -hmm. I'd say that father who who beat you up emotionally. Who did it? Who did it? That's why you're acting out, because you're, you're reliving it. You're reliving it. Hmm. And when you heal that David. It, first of all, nothing's beyond the hand of the universe to heal you or the grace of God to heal you. Hmm. Nothing is beyond. Anybody who says that, they just they don't think they can, be, they can be healed. And of course you can. It takes a lot of work, but you can do it. But That rage, David, that toxic rage... Is an unresolved son inside bars hmm. of age or size? S-
0: so, is that how shame is linked to this term, toxic
1: yeah. masculinity? Yes, absolutely, David. Hmm. Yeah, where shame comes in is that you felt like you're defective, and that goes back to about age five. Dave, guys decide where they're raised and spoken to; they're either inferior or they're competent. They're either capable or inferior. And then they kind of go through the next 5 to 10, 15 years. And then in their early 20s, they kind of revisit that on what they do for a job or schooling. And, like, amend it, correct it. And shame a lot of times tells you you're defective. And guys are trying to offset that Mm -hmm. their whole life. And that's where fighting and all that stuff comes in, you know abandoning your children, all this stuff.
0: So let me, here, let me ask you this. So yes. shame is a symptom of being defective, correct?
1: Or, or that or that, right. that feeling, thought of feeling. defective. Yeah, feeling defective. Shame is now, you know, Dave, shame, probably the best way is that there's this gold brick inside of you. Uh-huh. And shame is the mud covering it up. And our job as dads is to, wash off the gold brick inside of us so we can help our sons and daughters to wipe off the mud covering their brick. Man. Yeah, their true soul can come out. The goodness, their empowerment, their best self. I always say to my client, come on. Who's your best self? Let's see him. I want to see your best self. Not your lower self, your best self. Come on. He's in there. I know he's there.
0: Man, and it's it's so interesting because I, I'd never heard of it like that, shame, you know, actually being a symptom, right, of mm-hmm. being inferior or, or your thought yep. of it, right? And then mm-hmm. also the root cause linking back to what you were told as a child. That, and you said age 5, yeah. correct?
1: Age 5. This goes back to Dr. Spock, the guru,
0: uh-huh.
1: post-World War II. I mean, his book, uh, the best-selling book, uh, Baby and Child Care. And Dr. Spock always said kids, how kids are spoken to is more important than what goes on at home. How you're spoken to is what you carry. David, because kids, I'm reading this right out of the book, the child's internal voice, when they're criticized, they start to talk to themselves like, I'm bad, no one loves me, I'm a failure. And David, that goes into the cement of their soul. It gets very, very difficult unless they really... Um, rework it to heal that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, how would one go about removing that? I mean, because obviously it's like a, an onion, correct? You you continue yeah, to yeah, build you, these you feel, layers, yeah. right? And you got to peel you know, it back.
1: One thing shame can't tolerate is exposure. Okay. When you really get it down, David, to the fact that I don't feel like I'm enough, it mean, takes a lot of courage to admit that. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, when you admit Okay, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be enough. And that's what I talk about in the book, the power of self-acceptance. Not self-perfection, self-acceptance. Because, David, shame feeds on three things. Avoidance, denial, and anger.
2: Hmm.
1: Avoidance, that didn't happen when I was a child. Denial, what, what, I wasn't beaten. And anger keeps everybody away from you. No one gets close.
0: Hmm. Man, that's 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 true because you can kind of see it in in, in people mm-hmm. who are suffering from this because they right. they get this. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I I know for me, you know, yeah. I used to do social avoidance. You know what I mean? I didn't. I don't like yeah. being around crowds. You know what I mean? Whether that be from mm-hmm. my childhood or from the military or whatever. You know what I mean? I just kind yeah, of yeah prefer being kind of left alone.
1: Alone. Yeah. yeah. Now, now some of that is healthy. You know, David. I'm talking about you know where we don't let our wife. Or our partner gets close to us. That's where it's problematic because the antidote to those three
2: mm-hmm.
1: is acceptance, empathy, and understanding. Because answering your question about how do we deal with our shame, mm-hmm. the shame thrives on being avoided, denial, what shame, and and anger keeps it covered up. Hmm. When I mean, an angry guy. I'm just, oh my god, he was never hugged as a child. That's <laughs> the <laughs> truth. So I'm like, oh my god, I saw these guys last Saturday night, hot running their cars in, where where we live down here, Southern California. And my wife goes, you know, they weren't hugged as children. I'm like, oh my god, that is so true. <laughs> they are <you> know, <laughs> trying these big, you know, these muscle cars and making all. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like yeah, they weren't. They really weren't.
0: And it's. It, Funny, uh, yeah. sorry. Uh, it's funny yeah. because my my boy, you know, when he's throwing mm-hmm. a fit, you know, he's a redhead, so
1: mm-hmm. oh he, yeah,
0: he rages on a whole different mm-hmm. level. And uh, sometimes I gotta look at him, and just be like, man, Luke, you need a hug.
1: Exactly. God, Dave, that is so good because David, when I got when a boy or a daughter feels accepted, empathy is I understand what you're. I, I understand you. I'm not correcting you. I understand you. Empathy is okay. I'm sorry, Luke. You're upset. You know, you can't eat chocolate chip cookies right now. You, you know, something to go right. That empathy and understanding, David, shame can't grow.
0: Hmm.
1: Cannot grow. It's not going to take place.
0: Hmm. So it's basically rooted in just that, just keeping it secret, just just not yep. talking Biggest about secret. it. Yep.
1: Yeah. It, Dave, yeah. The big secret. I always tell people you're, and there's a saying in. Psychology mm-hmm. that you're as sick is your biggest secret.
0: Huh? You know what? I wonder truth. if that's uh, if that's actually a take from the Bible because there's there's an actual mm-hmm. scripture that says that your your po- the power of sin is in its secrecy.
1: Yep, it's all it's all biblically based because wisdom mm-hmm. is you know the Bible is timeless and it's wisdom. People, I don't believe in the Bible. You don't need to. Truth is truth.
0: Hmm, I like that. Truth is truth. Hmm. Steve, I wanted to kind of ask you, now that we talked about shame and stuff like that and the root cause of it and and everything, Mm -hmm. do you feel masculinity is being feminized and why? That's
1: a great (laughs) question because you answered it for me. Uh, I feel like it's being misunderstood. Okay. Because the feminine, a good man is in touch with both sides of himself, masculinity and the feminine side of himself. Mm-hmm. And, and the feminine side is the ability to have empathy, understand, you know, the softer side, you know, I always call it the velvet covered brick,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and that's what, it, that is a balanced guy, you know, and I think a lot of guys not, don't really know how to talk about this. So that's why it feels like it's feminized. It's not feminized. Talking about feelings and whatnot, you know. I people say, "Well, you know, I that's all a bunch of mumbo jumbo." I'm like, "No, oh. your body doesn't think so. When you have cancer, or you have a stroke, <laughs> you know, this yeah. energy is going to go somewhere. Or you got in a fight and you accidentally killed somebody because you pushed them and they hit their head on a car." Hmm. It's happened in my practice. Wow, I mean, you know, geez. yeah, guy lost his cool at dinner, pushing the guy, hit his head. And yeah, didn't go well.
0: Wow! And he now he's just living those repercussions oh, of that, that incident. Yeah,
1: yeah, terrible outcome.
0: And that's one of the things I like to stress. Um, it's just, man, mm-hmm. there's there's always a cause and effect for everything, whether that yelling at a child. You know, like you talked about earlier, yep. or or you mm-hmm. know even this incidents were on the road where the guy had road rage. You know he lost his daughter yeah. over it. You know what I mean? There's always oh. a cause and effect mm-hmm. for yep. everything. There's a
1: consequence, right? Exactly. There. There's a consequence. Yes. And, you know, and and like part of that masculinity is the ability to embrace self acceptance, to embrace empathy to feel for other people, mm-hmm. and understand yourself and others. That that takes courage.
0: Hmm.
1: That takes courage. Nothing there. There's nothing you, If you do those 3, you're not missing much.
0: So is that how you would explain like how healthy masculinity can be manly? Yes. Is is okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. Empathy and Cause,
1: oh, cause healthy masculinity takes responsibility for his action. That's mm-hmm. very powerful. When you do that, you know, you don't miss much.
0: And that's that's one, of the thing, that's one of the core values here, believe it or not, Steve, at the mm-hmm. show-up dad, is being responsible, being committed, and being intentional. And you hit the nail right on the head when you talked about being responsible. It's, it's being able to own up to your feelings, mm-hmm. your actions, you know, all these things right. that tie into there. So that, that's awesome that oh, you yeah. said that.
1: Yeah, David, that is so powerful. Hey, tell me, you got some other questions you want to ask me? Yeah, just, yeah absolutely. The shame factor. Is, the shame factor is, it's an issue if you avoid it, mm-hmm. and if you if you confront it, you it, it can't it can't survive. There's an old saying, a cave can be dark for a thousand years, the minute the light goes in, it's as if it was never dark.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it's the same same process of shame. You know, whatever it, is, it says in the Bible. Which everything in the shadows will be shouted out on the rooftops? And part of that is our secrets thinking we're bad. you hmm. are not bad. are really not.
0: No, no. That, man, that, that's, that's so much truth and wisdom there, Steve. Um, I wanted to read you some of these questions that we have that sure. the, the audience actually gave us. And uh, one of them Great. is, how can we teach our children you know, boys and girls, how to be accepting and modeling of healthy masculinity.
1: Okay. I think being a good person, Mm -hmm. being a good, um, following the golden rule, that in itself helps masculinity and femininity to develop properly. You know, because each person's kind of got their own personality, you know, but following the golden rule, taking responsibility, being accept accepting of others, you know, that breeds compassion for others. And that is masculinity at its best.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd even really like is. to take that a step further and say, man, as fathers, they need to see that in us too, right?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people say, I'm having marital problems. I'm like, well, start liking your wife. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: simple right
1: <laughs> yeah uh, okay well there you have it you know start liking her and, and, and it's amazing how well that goes
0: exactly and, and, and at yeah. the end of the day it's, it's a choice right it's something we need you to bet do it is. you know
1: mm-hmm. right on David exactly right <laughs> healthy masculinity is the ability to accept love and care about others mm-hmm. not to force your will not to control, not to manipulate. That's all the negative side. That's human behavior. Mm-hmm. The behaviors manifest in each gender.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm talking about you know how people that try to control, they may call that toxic masculinity, but it's where really the person feels inadequate and they're trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. It's terrible.
0: Yeah, and you see that in a lot of fathers too, where Oof. they're a you know, fear for whatever, fear of losing a child, Mm -hmm. fear of losing control, right? It, you know, we all know that control is, Mm -hmm. is, is wrong. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's not attainable. The only thing you can control is Mm -mm. yourself. You know, you can't control anybody else. You know, that's a dictator, you know?
1: Yeah. And part
0: of that is, um,
1: being, um, accepting
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and empowering for your son and daughter. You know, I got some clients where they go through a terrible divorce and, public custody kind of comes down to one parent's trying to will their will over the other parent and kids and that's why it doesn't work
0: hmm.
1: huh, that, you know trying to control the other yeah hmm. really problematic
0: yeah absolutely because then that's just oh, man that just goes back to just being mm-hmm. that, that dictator that we talked about yeah you know and yeah i think that's a root of fear honestly i I think,
1: uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, It really is, David. Yeah, fear, you know, that the fear factor is uh, if I don't control it, something bad going to happen. That goes back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. And many times people come from a chaotic family, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Well, it's okay. Your, your son, your daughter, they're all right. Mm-hmm. And they pick up on it. They know.
0: Man, I wanted to share with you real quick one, one thing I just sure. thought of um, back when I was a child. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was a really good wrestler and stuff like that. And, um, yeah. I remember my father, you know, he got kind of upset with me cause I was wearing a shirt that was, you know, long, you know, it wasn't tucked in. It wasn't your uh, typical, you know what It was my favorite shirt though. Yeah. Anyhow, long story short, he mm-hmm. wound up tearing it. He's like, "All you know, tuck it in. You know, it's too long. looks like a dress. Tuck it in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Long story yeah. short, he, he tore my shirt. It was the city Aww. championships, and I was going to be wrestling a guy who was really good as well. And uh, long, you know, long story short, I'm whooping on this guy. I'm up. I mean, there's no way I can lose. Mm-hmm. And for that moment, I was looking at my dad, and mm-hmm. I let the guy pin me. Just let him pin me. And I was, like, way mm-hmm. up in points. And at that moment, I felt control because I didn't feel control in my own life. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Crazy,
1: huh? Wow. Dave, that's powerful. A lot of kids, boys who act out, Mm -hmm. it's attention-getting.
0: Yes. Hmm.
1: You know, it's attention-getting behavior. You know, and that's what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think and, 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 you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but you know, just looking back at it and just see, you know, thinking about that situation, it was like, like I said, it was is my way to say, okay, I yep, can you know I can't control anything else, but I can control mm-hmm. this, you know. And it was is an act of, def, of a of a defiance, exactly.
1: Yeah, David, I see a lot of girls do that with food. Hmm. Yeah, you you can't you can't control my eating. I'm like, whoa,
0: here we go. Man, that probably leads into all kinds of problems. Oh,
1: Houston, we got a problem. Yep. Wow. Yep. I Yeah, eating disorders and daughters, very, very common. It's not always moms that help create that. Dads do too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I got a dad who said something to his 15-year-old daughter about her weight. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're going to get killed. She was so irate with him. It's his issue, not hers. Mm-hmm. Gosh, man. man, that's... I
0: know. <laughs> that it's gives powerful. me goosebumps, bro, because, I mean, gosh, that could happen. Yeah. That could happen to any of us. I mean, a lot of our listeners have mm-hmm. daughters and or, or sons, you know what I mean, yeah. whatever, and it's something so simple as that that mm-hmm. can cause them to have these right. lifelong issues that, man, you mm-hmm. don't want to deal with, you know? You
1: don't want to create that.
0: no. No. So I want to go ahead, Steve, and, and run ahead. you by another question that came in. And uh, Got it. let me see if I can do it justice here, okay? So bear with me. It says, uh, can you talk about the genetic hardwiring of men? Uh, throughout the history of our world, we have been at some sort of war over 90% of history. Okay, with that being said, what is that that's in men that we are heavily dependent on those that fought those wars? And at some point, it was for pure survival, and the second part of that is, do you think that the comforts of this world and our modern society in the U.S. play a role in current trends such as obstacle course races, CrossFit games, and uh, masculine
1: podcasts? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think for as long as men have been here, they've been judged by their ability to be a hunter and gatherer. Mm-hmm. And so those sports now a lot of times are about hunting and gathering, you know, winning, losing. That's why I think sports are so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just part of our wiring in the school of life here. And that's why so many men have to learn about being, not achieving. You know, Mm -hmm. and where a lot of women learn from their dads, it's about not, you don't have to do everything versus you can be. Doing versus being for women and for men doing Achieving versus being, and that's where you know in human history and people who really evolve. That's what goes on.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. So that that level of achievement there is mm-hmm. what drive. So it's is it is it kind of like a drive for men? Is that that yeah? It's what the it drive is?
1: and also the testosterone, mm-hmm. all that goes with it too. And as men get older, that's where they become like the black knight. They can help the young men to. How to manage those impulses, how to manage that rage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You yeah. know, and that's that's what it's about. That's where mentors come in, fathers, help these young boys to kind of navigate this. Like the dad with the gun taking that guy on, mm-hmm. or the dad, you know, with his dog, I'd say, You're come on, you know better.
0: hmm
1: What are you doing? He's a punk. So what? You were too at one time.
0: <laughs> right, right. It, it, yeah. it's interesting cuz man when you're talking about that i, I started to uh, remember a conversation i had with a friend of mine and you know mm-hmm. it was when i was in the military and stuff and he he was older yeah, yeah. obviously i was only 18 and these guys were 24 25 years old so i was very impressionable as a as a kid you know i, I considered yeah. myself a, a child okay now with that mm-hmm. being said um one of the things he said is you got to challenge yourself he's all it's okay to to mm-hmm. get in a fight here and there because you got to see you still got it <laughs> you know what I mean and with, mm-hmm. with him yeah. telling me that I want to ask you this question okay do you think that men aren't challenged enough so they seek voluntary suffering and someone to relate to
1: say that again David
0: in your opinion do you think that men aren't challenged enough so they seek this, this uh, voluntary suffering right the, these challenges that are could be unhealthy and someone to relate to them as far as like a group or something like that
1: Yeah, I think there is, like, the Marine, Mm -hmm. you know, the few, the proud, the brave. You know, you belong to a group that's, you know, designed, and I think, like gangs. Mm -hmm. Gangs, one thing gangs have in common are fatherless boys. There's no dads around. Mm -hmm. You know, the masculinity is based on killing somebody or beating somebody up or being a bully. Not good.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because it's, a lot of it's based on uh, fear. You know, and, and they think they, they I think a lot of times these these young kids, because they're impressionable, obviously, like how I was. Mm-hmm. They think that mm-hmm. they, they misconstrue fear for respect.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. Know? See, in respect, when someone says the guy didn't respect me, I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't need his respect. You don't. You're looking for it in the wrong places. You feel good about yourself. Okay, the guy was rude. It doesn't mean you need to get in a fight with him. Right? Yeah, he was mad. Do- yeah, he was mad dogging me. I'm like, okay, you're, you need to slow down. I'm like, come on, you're looking for trouble.
0: <laughs> but it, I mean, it, 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 it could escalate, though. I mean, it that's yeah,
1: it can't. And you walk away. You just don't get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's hard. Like, I mean, some guys, you know, making fun of you, and this whole thing about masculinity again. If you walk away from a fight, you're a coward. No, you're not. You're in control, and that is mastery. Hmm. Controlling yourself is, you know, you can rule a country, but you can't, if you can't control yourself, you have no control. You know, and that's part of growing and learning. And it goes for women and men.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think you talked about mentors earlier, you know what I mean? I think that ties back yep. into that mastery you just talked about because right. that's what a mentor is. It's it's someone who has mm-hmm. walked through it, Point, been yep. through it, right?
1: Yeah, Steve, like you're doing for all these fathers, you're pointing them down the road.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: they got to walk the road, but you're helping them. It's great.
0: Hmm. Now, Steve, what advice do you offer parents when faced with challenging questions from their children? Uh, Then he asks, as a parent, I can't easily say what I mean and find myself filtering my genuine, true, and deeply rooted answer out of fear my sons may misinterpret and risk a dangerous reciting of my answer.
1: I tell the parents to, re- to relax. Okay. what mm-hmm. uh, so the question: Is are we talking about? You know, you know. It, I tell parents it's okay well, you know it, the age of your child. What's the question? And sometimes, yeah, you know, you know, you can. If you don't want to talk about it that moment, go. You know, I want to answer your question, but I want to think about my answer before I give it to you. I tell parents go buy some time
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you're asking a question doesn't mean you need immediately need to respond. That's a mistake a lot of people make. Wow. It's they like they're on, yep. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, 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 let me think about that. Let me get back to you. Not put them up and get back to them. That way they can trust your, your words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I said, um, guys, all the time. Well, my kid asked me this while we're driving. Okay, honey, let's talk about this when we get home, when I'm not um, distracted. You know, or outside, you know, or at a restaurant or outside. You yeah, let's talk about this later. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Man, and it, it's amazing because it's so simple because we know this as men, you know, especially, you know, a, like a lot of our listeners are blue-collar workers, a lot of linemen and stuff yeah. like that, you know. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things that we always talk about as as far as even with apprentices. It's like, mm-hmm. if I don't know the question that you're asking me, I will find out for you. Well, yep. that, that's that's – Use that they're, even for our children, our kids.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know. You know. Yeah, my kids ask me some questions. Now, let me think about that. And that's priceless
2: because mm-hmm.
1: that shows when you're thinking about it. Hmm. You know, so that removes that, answers that earlier question. Well, my kids will misquote me did If you think it, you think it through. It's not really going to happen. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. You know. It depends what um, they're asking, too, Mm -hmm. the age. But generally speaking, kids don't misquote their parents. Okay. They just don't.
0: Hmm. That's some great advice there. Um, What else can you offer to parents that deal with children taking on roles, hobbies, and interests more consistent with the opposite sex to the extent it generates uh, some sort of social backlash?
1: So how we treat our wives, our daughters, our mother, our sisters goes a long way on how our sons will treat the opposite sex mm-hmm. and how the, how our daughters will allow themselves to be treated. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to that, how what you and I model and you talked about it a lot, David, on your, on your website about what we model to our sons, how how we treat our wives. I mean, I heard that in church forever, and it could not be any more accurate. How we speak to her in in an intense moment or stuff we do, that helps our sons to have boundaries with women, not to be a predator, all that stuff. Hmm. You know, because they learn that from us watching us. Day in and day out. Or some dads assume, well, I'm divorced. It doesn't matter. They still know.
0: Hmm. And that's that being that mentor that we talked about, just mentoring our, our, our children literally through yep. our actions, not just our words, correct?
1: Yep, yep, hmm. exactly.
0: Let me go ahead and move on to this next question, Steve. It's a... Uh, let me see if I can recite this correctly, okay? It says, thinking of fiscal responsibility and the modern push for the independent woman what advice do you offer couples who operate their homes as two separate budgets his and hers right and the leverage One. that this creates when the income is lopsided so basically saying you know uh, the mostly to the higher earner who will inevitably point this out by making their uh-huh. partner feel less than Woo. yeah okay yeah <laughs>
1: We are now in couples therapy, David. (laughs) Yeah. We have have just gone through the door of I deal with this out here in Los Angeles more than I ever cared to. Mm. Uh, There's women that have that kind of money, and there's men that have it. First, I don't see a dual budget working in a household. Okay. I guess it doesn't work. You either are in it together or you're not. And this is my opinion. Now, there are people that argue this, but financially speaking— when you grow together, you guys have a common... You know, you come out of the same uh, pool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I find couples that tend to keep their money separate generally keep their emotions separate and their lives separate. Yes. It's not a, it doesn't bode well for the longevity of the relationship. And a woman who wants to be independent, I would say, who's suppressing you? Hmm. I hear that more as a reaction. If she's feeling empowered... She already is independent. What? How does she feel controlled? That's how I heard that question. Mm-hmm. If I'm empowering my wife to go out there in the world, and I support her, standing with her, behind her, supporting her, that is what they're asking for.
2: Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Hmm.
1: So if that couple, if that question came in with a couple, I'd look at the or the husband, the wife, and just say. Okay, so where do you feel trapped? Where do you feel suffocated? And they look at me like they just saw a ghost. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not about being independent. It's about, that's a reaction to feeling trapped.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Where do you feel suffocated? Where do you feel like you're shut down? Now we're in it.
0: Uh-huh. And how would shame filter into that?
1: Like, oh my Shame is that I'm not good enough. Okay. That I... I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. It's brutal. Shame's brutal on that, on that account.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean... Yeah.
1: Went, wow. You know, like, the, the husband... Can we just do this? I see this a lot. He makes a lot of money, mm-hmm. and he has his wife on an allowance. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Why mm-hmm. don't you guys have an agreement on, on, on a budget for the family? You know? Mm-hmm. That doesn't, it doesn't feel good. And I deal with a lot of two... Um, income, you know, both parents are working, making money, and they work together on it. There's an ebb and flow. That's what you're to get. Shame is I need to control you. Because ultimately, I'm not good enough, so I need to control you so I feel good.
2: Hmm.
1: <laughs> exactly. It, yeah, shame in couples, boy, that really, like that question isn't about a woman being independent or a man. It's about them feeling trapped. And shame does that. Wow, yeah,
0: man, it's so crazy. I had that
1: yesterday. My, <laughs> I just had that in my practice yesterday. Forbade what you just read to me, and the couple, the one partner's ready to divorce the other one. I'm like, no, 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 no. Back up, back up. Divorce is not the answer because you're going to replicate this with your next partner.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that you say that because, uh, you know, one of the things we do here is we're, uh, me and my mm-hmm. wife, we, we do, um, yeah. mar- not work, not counselors, but we uh, are Marriage on the Rocks leaders for our, our church out here. And uh, yeah. it's amazing because that's something that men and women fight with tremendously. Tremendously. Oh, can I tell you?
1: Yeah. David, I'm telling you right now. I tell guys. Fund her project. (laughs) You want a long life? Fund it. And they're like, I'm telling you, when a woman feels like her husband funds her financially, emotionally, physically, spiritually, I'm looking like you are winning the lottery. Mm -hmm. Because people will go, a wife will bend over backwards when she knows her husband's doing the same. And he'll get it back tenfold. Mm -hmm. And there's not a woman listening right now who's not shaking her head. Thing.
0: yeah that's true <laughs> all right right and then ultimately <laughs> no, you're no, now no, i'm getting
1: on it forgive me <laughs> no
0: no no it's awesome that you're speaking on this because the way i tie this back into the family dynamics of the yeah, father yeah. is yeah. man if you create that healthy atmosphere for your children oh, and they cold. see that you guys because i mean obviously we talked about how we're mimicking all the time and our children are learning from us right they watch everything yeah So when they're seeing that, we can work together, Mm -hmm. even in the realm of finances, you know, we're we're sending them a message that's, gosh, that's that's an amazing
1: message. It's amazing. I I agree. I tell guys, (laughs) Hmm. love her, spend money on her. I'm not saying throw money, but if she wants to start, she wants to go back to school, let's see. Your wife gets a part time job and needs help with the kids. You start helping with the kids. She's going to follow you off a cliff. She's so indebted. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got the best husband ever. You're doing the dishes. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I'm serious. That is gold.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that it is. is
1: a good spiritual man of God helping his wife maximize her. And the other way around, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I have clients here where the, the woman has the money, you know, because through a heart. Or whatnot, it, it's the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. The dynamic doesn't change how it plays out. You know that. that um, what would be the word? That's um. That's you know for each couple. But I got to tell you something, David. And eighty percent of my couples I see, that dynamic is in the room, mm-hmm. to a greater or lesser degree. Wow, I know it's wild.
0: It is. It's. It's crazy, man. You know what I'm super impressed with, Steve, is just all the work you've done with just this. Oh. This. This shame, right? And thank you. How it ties into every aspect of our lives, from our fathers mm-hmm. to your mother to your marriage to. Yeah, oh, man, it's 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 really mm-hmm.
1: deep seated,
0: <laughs> if you think yeah. about
1: it. It really is. It's insidious, David, meaning it's just... Okay, cancer... I call it emotional cancer. Okay. And just as cancer rebels against the body, shame rebels against the soul. Wow. It's got to be removed.
0: Wow. And it it takes exposure, right? Yep. Okay. Radiation.
1: Radiation is exposing it. Emotional radiation is healing, forgiveness, developing your spiritual life. That's there's no, um, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Call it what you want, David. But at the end of the day, you got you got the spirit inside of you. You got to connect with. That's gonna clean off that gold brick. Mm-hmm. And I got this whole thing about money and power. Mm-hmm. Oof. I tell men, you want to have a great marriage, empower her. Mm-hmm. When well, she wants to start, okay, There's a, there's some pl- eat, eateries around here where the wife wanted to start something, the husband got behind it, mm-hmm. and it took off like a rocket. And now the husband's helped manage her money. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right? and they, I mean, it's a blessing. Wow. You never lose, David, when you're generous. And that's that
0: golden Remember? rule you talk about, too, yep. being generous. You never and
1: lose. You. And shame isn't generous. Shame hoards. Some guy goes, how do you know I'm not being, I'm being driven by shame? Well, you're being generous. That's not shame. That's empowering. That's not shame.
0: That's incredible. Hmm. Wow, man. I, like Once again, I'm just so blown away by how shame has just so many avenues in, in people's yeah, lives I mean, that you could tie it to, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's, it's brutal. And, you know, as we, as psychologists, as pastors, and spiritual mentors, mm-hmm. if we can help people— to see, that can be exposed, oof, let's go. A lot of good stuff happening.
0: Absolutely, and I, and I think that would even... <laughs> I mean, you know, once again, our topic was masculinity, correct? In toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and defining that yeah. and the differences. I mean, just with shame alone, just the topic that you talked about, I think that would remove yeah. this stigma of toxic masculinity. You know, um, mm-hmm. I had... Could you-
2: Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I had a past guest on here, and uh, his mm-hmm. name is, you know, Mark Real and uh, he's a father's yeah, yeah. advocate out of Southern California. Great guy, you know. And uh, he was talking about how toxic masculinity was started in the 60s, you know, with yeah. the women's rights movement and stuff like that. And, you know, he was going on saying how, and I don't want to misquote him, but from the way I understood it, it was – um this movement where women didn't you know, for lack of better words, they didn't feel empowered. So they figured out that, hey, you know, I am woman, hear me mm-hmm. roar. We need to feel right empowered. Right, right. You're not listening to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a-
1: absolutely. Is that
0: you could tie See, that and to shame?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Shame limits I don't want to okay, I don't want I don't want to use shame, like the only tool I have is a hammer, so everything's a nail. Mm-hmm. But when in doubt addressing shame you're not going to miss much
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. man you won't miss much it's amazing just like i said once again just everything you've been doing all all the research all the books Mm -hmm. you're putting out there you know just just bringing awareness to to men to deal with these deep-seated issues that we all face i mean if if you're being Mm -hmm. real with yourself you know we have all these issues you know i I try to oh, get yeah. real on this show as much as possible, you mm-hmm. know, just even with sharing, yeah. you know, the story about my father, you know, and that, that wrestling match, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, by the way, Dave, that's very powerful. That, that's a defining moment. Mm-hmm. And so you understand how much your dad's approval and acceptance meant to you. Mm-hmm. What a gift you can give to your son and other men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I tell, him, I tell guys, if you're in the role of a father, you're a father. Don't worry about biology. If you're in the role of a father in a boy's or daughter's young girl's life, you're a father. Step up. Take care, take care of business. Mm-hmm. And it will make a huge difference.
0: And I, and I want to quote you because the last time you said something that it really caught my attention and, and I just I thought it was amazing. And you said that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you make more money than, you know, bill gates or whatever yep you know what i mean we're all on a level playing field we're all fathers
1: here bingo
0: right and yep i want what's best for your children and you want what's best for my children absolutely absolutely and i thought that was just amazing because you know sometimes we tend as as men to identify yeah. with you know certain aspects you know what i mean and I mean, that's a whole different podcast in itself, you know, identifying right. with, our, with yep. our jobs or careers mm-hmm. or, or titles or whatever, yeah. you know. But uh, I, I think it was interesting that you said that, and I, I really appreciate right. that, and that, that sticks with me.
1: It does. Yeah, you know, David, that's why all the stuff you're doing, I don't care if the guy's white collar, blue collar, or, or owns all the collars. Mm-hmm. We're all dads. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. Mm-hmm. And we're here to help each other.
0: That's Ab- our goal. Absolutely, Steve. What's a What's a bit of advice that you can share with our audience right now about, uh, you know, just masculinity? What can you share with us, real quick, if you don't mind, Steve?
1: Sure, that's a great question. I would recommend being masculine, self acceptance, mm-hmm. accept your blind spots, focus on the people in your life and what's important to them. And number three, take responsibility for your actions. If you do those three, you're a stud. You're going to move mountains and change the people's world around you. Self-acceptance. Focus on what they need and take responsibility. That is an incredible dynamic.
0: Hmm. I like that. I mean that was that was beautifully said, brother. I could, I mean <laughs> once you. again that's that's amazing. <laughs> uh, once again, Steve, uh thank you for coming on this podcast. Oh again, I mean, I know we can go on Come and on. on and on and on. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but,
1: no, David. It's a pleasure. And I love and congratulations on the great work you're doing and the people you're working with. Fantastic.
0: Absolutely, Steve. Uh, once again, can you share with our audience how they can get a hold of you? I know I have a uh, internet, sure. Instagram yeah. deal for me
1: on um, you. You know, so sure, stephenpolter.com, S T E P H A N Polter, P O U L T E R dot com. Or look up the Shame Factor, my books on Amazon, or the Father Factor, the Mother Factor, the X Factor. Any of those books, you know, they can get a hold of me. I do. I do telecommunicate, I mean, telephone sessions and consultations. So I'm glad to talk to people around the country, dads and moms, whoever we need.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then, once again, you guys, if they call me, I'm going to go ahead and refer you to Steve as well. Just tell him to oh. show up, Dad uh, sent you. Um, once again, <laughs> please. <laughs> right? <laughs> Now, once again, it. Yeah, this podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Line 1-1 One One Clothing Company, making apparel for our first, ra- first responders that you can be proud of, and Monzingo Knives. Each knife is created with craftsmanship that only a tradesman could provide. And our partners here at KDAZ 96.9, that they listen to us. We have over 700,000 listeners in the metro area. And uh, we are a conservative radio. So once again, thank you, Steve, for coming on here and Uh, just talking to us and just being an amazing man.
1: Listen, God bless you uh, folks out there. We're all in this together. You know, I think for lastly, masculinity, don't isolate yourself. Reach out to the brotherhood. Yes. Reach out to the brotherhood. Guys at church, neighborhood, guys at work, just reach out. Don't isolate. When in doubt.
0: Man, words of wisdom. Once again, Steve, thank you so much for coming uh, on here and God bless you, brother. Being a part of this. Thank
1: you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, David. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Okay. Bye. God bless. Okay. Bye-bye.